there has to come a time and a point where you have to be like, okay, it's time. I need to grow. I want to grow. I need to trust. I need to hire. I need to invest, right? Welcome to Million Dollar Flip Flops, the podcast that invites you on a transformative journey to unlock the secrets of living life to the fullest. In this podcast, we dive deep into the minds of thought leaders, game changers, and business builders from around the world. If you're a business owner feeling trapped, overwhelmed, and longing for the time freedom you once dreamt of, this podcast is your beacon of hope. Buckle up, because here we go. Hey gang, do you know an entrepreneur who needs help but doesn't know where to turn to get it? Today, we talked with Natalie Guzman. She has a VA agency, which what I love about her is just her mindset and then the processes that she goes about with linking you up with a VA and avoiding a lot of the pitfalls of kind of going out on your own and trying to do it. So we just had an awesome chat. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Let's listen in. So, I mean, we can just rock and roll. So people have no idea who Natalie Guzman is. Give me 60 seconds. We're in an elevator. We're going to the 13th floor. What's your story? Yeah, I'm a former foster kid turned CEO. It's really crazy story. One day my mom just dropped me off in foster care and I kind of learned how to adult from there. Um, I realized I was really good at solving problems. I got thrown in the foster care system. I learned how to go on my own as adult. And that's kind of how I got to my business. So when um, me and my husband were trying for a family, um, we unfortunately had a lot of miscarriages. And when I finally got in the safe zone of pregnancy, my job told me I had two days to give birth. And then I'd have to go back to work. Crazy, I know. Right, but, the American way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the USA for you. But I, it was another problem I could solve, right? So I started looking for ways to make money from home. I landed on being a virtual assistant. Uh, long story short, in three months, we hit six figures, turned it into a full-blown agency where I could help other moms work from home and help entrepreneurs streamline uh, their marketing and their business. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I have a VA. I mean, I know so many people that, and mine's in the Philippines. <laughs> and I know so, so many that are, that are overseas. Tell me more about that. Like the, what's your biggest challenge run going from being a VA <laughs> to running other VAs? Cause I like to say P equals P people equal problems. Right. So tell, mm -hmm. tell me more about kind of that scaling of that business. Yeah. So I quickly realized, you know, as I was a virtual assistant. So when I started, I was doing everything from like being a family manager to help, which is was cool because I was the mom at the same time I became a business owner. So I was kind of doing the same things moms do, like making appointments and ordering stuff on Amazon. Um, and then I got to work with more and more entrepreneurs. And I quickly realized that a lot of them didn't know what to do with the VA. They, they didn't really understand systems and processes in their business, business and they knew they needed a VA, but they had no idea what to do with them. So my agency, I decided to form it where they actually get assigned like a project manager. The project manager creates the processes, the systems. That's usually where our U.S.-based VAs come in. And then they'll assign out the work to our VA team, which is the mix of U.S. and overseas. And they um, will create all the you know different marketing materials or basically perform what the um, project manager has put in place. And um, so we are problem solvers and it's been really, really cool just to see my team 
grow. It definitely hasn't been without challenges, especially with how quickly we grew. I'd never been a manager. I'd never been a supervisor. I was just this brand new mom with a brand new business. And so I kind of learned that they're kind of the same. You have to delegate. You have to trust other people. You have to invest time into people and nurture them um, to watch them grow. So it was a really cool, you know, like synchronicity within that. Yeah. I, I love that having that project manager, because I think you're a hundred percent right. You Entrepreneurs, I know, <laughs> you tend to just kind of slough off the things you didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And you're terrible at giving direction as to what you actually want. And then you get really mad when it's not done the way you want it. Like that person's supposed to read your mind. Does all that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. They always come to me like entrepreneurs. I hear all the time. I heard VAs are great, but I don't think anyone could do what I do and they can't recreate my brand and there's going to be a uh, loss in value. I'm like, that's just you not planning ahead. You know, you probably don't have a brand book. So a brand book is something that talks about your voice and your, all your font colors, your logos, how you talk to your clients, who your target market is. It's everything in one. And that document has like been amazing for training my whole team because they review on their own time. They soak it in and then they're able to talk just like I would and do the same kind of value things. And also having SOP super important. It's every step in your business, how exactly you would like it done. If you don't have that, that's the basis of your business. Um, You're basically just putting out fires instead of really creating something that can flourish and grow in a healthy way if you don't have SOPs. Yeah. Yeah. I know when I was in construction, the biggest constraint with other builders, I was in Charlotte building custom homes, doing real high end renovations. And it was that mentality. Like nobody's gonna be able to do it like me. And to some degree, I think you're probably right. And you have to, I always say, if I can get more than 50 to 50 to 80% out of another person that I would produce, that's a really good number. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's having that realistic expectation, right? So how do you, I know that's a big question that I get when people know that I have a VA is, is like, how do you vet that person? How do you know they're not just coming in? They're going to steal all my data. They're going to, you know, I'm sure you get that all the time. How do you, what, what do you do there? Yeah. So we actually have a whole bunch. I'm a software girl. I also own a software that helps entrepreneurs with like building their business. But so I love software. So we use programs like LastPass to protect password information. Um, a lot of times because we have that US base, I actually because our project managers are US-based, we actually don't get that question a lot, which you should be asking how a company is going to protect your business no matter where they live. So that is a big tip. Um, We have very high security measures. All my staff are granted a a unique email for our company. So we don't use their personal emails or any of their personal stuff because if we ever have an issue, we can shut down that email, which goes to all their logins, they're no longer able to log into anything. Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of security processes in place. Um, we've actually gone through where people um, who have worked for us, especially in the beginning when I was still learning to be a business owner, have tried to take clients away from us and try to steal my business. And so luckily I had security measures in place to prevent that. And um, it's been where that's one of our very first things that we have in mind is just using the software, but also the knowledge in the systems to really protect our clients information. Yeah, for sure. What do you what do you see out there right now in terms of I coach a lot of new coaches that are coming up into the business and Mm -hmm. where I see that and I guess you see it in all businesses, but where that um, I'll call it a teeter totter is, is like they're 
they have enough work that they need an assistant, but they're not making enough to afford an assistant. And they need, there's a mindset shift, I think, that needs to happen there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And a lot of times you don't realize how much money you can make when you just, if you even hire a VA, like for like just a couple hours a week, like we don't even have minimums in my company. So you could hire us for like one hour a week if you wanted. Imagine all the things that you can do that one hour even, right? As entrepreneurs, when we really get in that great mindset, we can do a lot of work in a short amount of time. Um, and especially when we don't have the stress of that task. They don't realize these things that they're holding on to. They're still doing themselves. They're still working in their business and not on their business. That's what's going to hold you back as an entrepreneur. If you, I see this time and time again, entrepreneurs that are so busy, you know, doing the work. So like a carpenter might be, you know, doing the actual carpentry instead of, you know, hiring a really good team and investing in them and then having them do the to-dos of the business is what I call it. And so you're just holding yourself back. There has to become a time and a point where you have to be like, okay, it's time. I need to grow. I want to grow. I need to trust. I need to hire. I need to invest. Right. And um, just kind of like in relationships, you always hear, you know, they say, if a guy wants to do it, he'll do it. Right. It's kind of the same with us. So if we want to grow and build our business, then we're, we're going to find a way to make the money. We're going to find the way to, you know, invest in the help. And that's just, you just have to kind of get over, like you said, that mindset bump. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that in this business for me, for sure. I mean, I've, I've had I don't know, a dozen different businesses from, you know, service to products to brick and mortar to online, whatever, name it, I've done it. And in this one where it's all digital, the people that I've brought on, it's, you have to have that focus on income producing activities. Like you should not, anything that's repetitive that is not bringing you money, you should not be doing, period. Oh yeah, 100%. And it's just, it's a hard thing for people to wrap their head around and some people never do, right? You see them for and then the business fails or they give up because they're exhausted and rightly so. Yeah. And as a business, you know, as your business grows, you're going to have more and more to do's. You can't do everything that comes up. If you're going to have a successful business, there's going to come a point where you you need to avoid burnout. And I think that is like the biggest thing. I know I hit burnout a couple times in my first year. And I don't think I've had burnout in a year now because I stopped working in my business. I started working on my business. I started hiring people that are smarter than me. I think that's my key to success is that I'm only so good in so many areas. If I want my business to really be the best, I need to hire the best. I need to hire people better than me in those things. Um, and one of mine was a website designer that ended up being my director of operations. And now she's my co-owner of Nadora of my software. And um, because I invested in her and I invested my knowledge, my time, all my tricks that I taught her. This is a girl that had ne never done a sales call, never done a discovery call. She's one of my best um, discovery call people, one of my best upsellers. Um, she is absolutely amazing. But I had to put a lot of trust and faith and time. And it didn't, I tried doing that with people before her and it didn't work out. But I didn't let that stop me. And I think you just, you can't let anything in business really stop you from growing. You just have to keep pushing through. Yeah. With, with a big enough why, anyhow, is possible. I always say. Yeah, exactly. Hey, gang, it's Roderick, and I hope you're enjoying today's show. What I've found as a lifelong entrepreneur, and certainly in coaching other entrepreneurs around the world for the last 20 years, is that we all pass through five phases on our business journey from the believer to the business Buddha. 
You need the first two, you want the last two, but sadly, most of us get stuck in the middle and start the cycle over. Some of us forever. Knowing where you are reveals a clear path for where you need to go. I've created a free quiz that when answered honestly, will tell you where you currently are, but most importantly, will reveal your next steps. You can take the quiz right now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz. This has taken me 20 years of in the trenches trial and error to develop, and it's designed to change the way you look at your business and your life forever. Are you the showman? Are you the anxious philosopher? Maybe you're the peaceful warrior. There's only one way to find out. Take the free quiz now at milliondollarflipflops.com forward slash quiz and see where you land. The results may shock you. Now back to the show. So let's talk about what, why did the other people not work out? I think that's a lesson for entrepreneurs is, and why didn't you give up? A two-part question. So what, what was the, was there a theme with the people that didn't work out? Yeah. So my first hires were because of, you know, my situation where I was told I had two days to give birth, right? So I was really passionate about hiring moms. I hired other people that weren't stay-at-home moms, but I really wanted to help them. But the thing with the um, moms and, you know, a lot of businesses, they avoid hiring moms is because they're busy and they're overwhelmed and they're tired. So we had some um, some that struggled, you know, with their mental health, some that just realized that it was just too much for them. And so I kind of really wanted to create like a support system with my team. So I started having more team calls. I started doing more check-ins. Um, I started just checking in not to talk about work. I would just say, are you doing okay with your, how's your family doing, you know, and just try to offer support in that way. Because when they, when their family life was good, business life was great. And so I just really, you know, I don't have that business is just business vibe with my team. We're really a family. And so I think just, you know, really investing in them, that's kind of what brought that change. But, you know, your employees and the people that you have in your, um, on your team, they're going to go through family life. There's some people, they're going to realize this isn't the job for them. And that's okay. I always tell my team, like, I'm going to invest with you no matter what. If one day that makes you so great that you end up leaving me, that's okay. I've done my job. Um, I think, you know, I don't look at people leaving me as a bad thing or things not working out as a bad thing. I see it as a learning opportunity, a growth, you know, maybe this is what's best for them and I want what's best for them. So I'm not going to be upset or angry or anything if someone asks to leave me. Yeah. Right, right there is, is the gold is, is when, you know, if you do for other people, what's always in their best interest same thing with customers, same thing with your employees, same thing with your family, same thing. With your, if you're always doing what's in other people's best interest, you can't help but succeed. And I think that principle gets lost on people a lot, especially when it comes to money, right? So what what makes you crazy different? Somebody's listening to this right now. They've been thinking about getting a VA and there's a thousand VA companies. Why are they calling you? What's What's the, oh my God, this is amazing. So this is the one thing I pride myself on and I feel like sets me apart from a lot of virtual assistants. So not only my dinosaur and VA years. So most people started in COVID. I started in 2015, but I also had a knowledge of business. I, um, my stepfather was a um, self-made millionaire, you know, into real estate and things like that. I did not live like a child that had money though. Like I said, I was in foster care and things like that. Um, and he is one of those guys that you wouldn't know by telling him that he's had a lot of money. So, but what I learned from him is that 
how to run a business, you know, business basics, ROI, um, you know, business finances and creating processes and procedures. There's a lot that goes into a business and a lot of entrepreneurs don't know anything about it. That's the kind of clients that I usually get are ones that have never wrote an SOP in their life. They don't even know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about standard operating procedures. Right. <laughs> um, and so I think that's what really set me apart is that I'm running other entrepreneurs' businesses and the, like on the um, the to-dos and the processes. And so um, most virtual assistants are just basically, they're just doing the to-dos that they're told. Whereas we kind of create the to-dos to better your business. Yeah. Smart, smart. So how can people find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah. So um, our website is nador.org. So you can find out about our software or our virtual assistant services there. It's all on that page. Um, but I'd love for you guys to reach out to me on Instagram. It's it's Natalie Guzman is my username. And just shoot me a message. I'd love to collaborate, connect, and talk with you all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, before I let you go, I want to know just a little bit about the software. Because that's a question that's probably going to come up. Yeah, no worries. I know it's so weird because we had the virtual assistant agency. And then I realized so many entrepreneurs were investing so much money and time in like all these different software. So like maybe they had Kajabi. They were using their website. They were doing like Wix or GoDaddy. And then they had MailChimp for their email. And just all these different softwares that were not talking to each other. And they tried to use Zapier and Zap. Zapier was the automation software to connect all of them. And it was just not going anywhere, causing so many issues and holding them back. So we created Nadora.org, which is a software that creates um, websites, funnels, automations, email marketing, text campaigns, social media scheduler. It's all the softwares that you need for your business in one place. And then our team is really, really efficient on it because it's our <laughs> software. And so our virtual assistant team is happy to help using that as well or on any other platform. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for clarifying. Of so course. this is great. I'm super pumped you came on the show. Any last words of wisdom you want to leave for entrepreneurs who are stuck and know they need to hire a VA? What's going to push them over the edge? Yeah, I think just realizing that you're not going to grow without investment, right? That's exactly what investment is. It's putting your time or your money into something to make it grow, make it better. So if that's what you want for your business, then I would definitely go get yourself a virtual assistant. Awesome. Thanks, Natalie. Yeah, of course. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Million Dollar Flip Flop Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on your chosen platform that you listen on. If this episode make you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with your friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links in the description of this episode. If you want to see more behind the scenes with Roderick and his guests, be sure to find them on Instagram. It's also where we can have deeper conversations on these episodes. Go to www.instagram.com forward slash million dollar flip flops. Until next time.